Good evening, and if you're just tuning in, you are listening live to the Angel Rock. It's by, uh, my mouth does not want to work tonight. Broadcast to you live through New Orleans, Louisiana, and United Public Radio Network, also known as UFO Paranormal Radio Network. I'm your host, Laura Lee Potvin. Before we get into what the show is about, my guest and all the fun stuff, I want to remind you, if you're listening and you want to watch the show, please come over to the UFO Paranormal Radio YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page is by the same name. Now, we're streamed in other places, but I always like to involve our guest as part of the show. Our, our guest, obviously, our, our audience. My brain is not working tonight, guys. Sorry. Um, I mean our audience. You know who I mean. You guys are the important people because without you, it would just be me and my wonderful guests talking. So we've got Debbie Grassberger Schmoley here already. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you here. So um, I also want to tell you that this month, especially with my show, but most of us, I believe, are doing it on the network here. We've got great shows for everybody here, something for everybody to watch. We are celebrating Spooky Month with the build-up to Halloween. And guess what, guys? My show is on Halloween night. Got a good guest for you. Well, we always have good guests, though, right? So if you've never been to the show before, I say I cover all aspects of the esoteric, uh, spirituality. I also have a little bit of truth-seeking thrown in there. Basically, I have guests on here from all walks of life, whatever they're doing professionally or extracurricularly. Uh, they're making a positive change for, humani for humanity, and our guest is no different than for this evening. Now, a little bit about myself, if you've never met me before. I am a Canadian clairvoyant medium, a crystal Reiki energy healer, Akashic Records practitioner, a spiritual teacher and mentor, and I'm also a registered nurse. We've got Hoffern Paranormal. That's Robin, right? Hey, welcome. And Debbie says she's glad to be here, literally. Okay, we're going to read our wonderful guest bio. It's super long, everybody. No, it's not. It's perfect. <laughs> um, He's the, I'll give you his name, but then I'll introduce him again by his name. AJ Capasso, lead investigator for Coventry Circle Paranormal and the lead host of the Paranormal Talking with the Source. I was just on that show. I had a great time and I'm going to be joining them towards the end of the month as well. Um, AJ got into the paranormal after a near-death experience, which changed his life. So welcome, AJ. I'm so glad to have you here. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. I'm glad to. I'm glad you're here. My mouth decided it wasn't going to work when I started at the beginning. Sometimes these things ha happen. Always, it happens to me on my show too. So don't feel bad. Only I have Robin to bounce off of, so I kind of just throw it at him and hope for the Yeah. Best. Sometimes it's just little old me. Well, mind you, my my partner. I was like, call my partner in crime. He has this show on Thursday nights here. We call him The Dell. His name is Dell, but he goes by The Dell. And it's called The Delicious Recipe. And it's not a cooking show. <laughs> so we do shows lots of times together. So that's why I always tell guests if, um, you know, something happens and it's last minute, they're not able to make it. I usually have a built-in guest like he does. And sometimes I just do shows by myself, too. But I do want to tell everybody. I told AJ, sometimes I forget to tell people. Now, if you've been here every week, you know, but my phone decides for some reason it's going, lovely Apple product, it's going into the spinning wheel of death. So all of a sudden you can hear me, my phone goes black, I get this little spinny wheel, and then I might disappear. So AJ knows, and he's a pro, so he'll keep talking. I've got my laptop here, but I will be back on in seconds if I have to. So just to give you a heads up, plus AJ, I hope it's okay, we talked about this before the show, we both have 
bad back. So if you see us squirming or moving around, it's yeah. not because we're bored. It's because we got to get comfortable, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad. To, like I said, tell your friends, share the show, uh, share the network. We more the merrier. Like I said, we like to involve the people that are in the audience as part of the show. I could, like I said earlier, you're the reason why we're here. Otherwise, it'd just be you and I talking, right? Amen. Amen to that. So you got an interesting story. I always start at the beginning with people. Um, I don't know if I, I might have told you this as I move my camera here. Um, I studied near-death experiences for 40 years, professionally as well as personally. And I believe I, believe I have had one as a, t um, a toddler. Yeah. So do you want to start there or where do you want to start? Because you said that's kind of how you got your foot in the door. Yeah, well, it's funny because there's a lot of things that lead up to it. Um, but basically what ended up happening that led to that near-death experience was um, when I got out of high school, I got involved. I fractured a vertebrae in my lower left back. Um, I went to the doctors, got some painkillers, and then kind of got into the party scene and uh, started partying with them. Mm -hmm. And it uh, got to the point where I was really heavily addicted. I ended up um, going from that then to heroin, sniffing heroin. Mm -hmm. and I ended up having uh, 12 overdoses. And uh, Wow. Yeah, the last overdose that I had was the one where I left my body. I was eating, I believe it was uh, cereal. And um, next minute I know, I'm standing up and I'm looking down and I see my body and I see the paramedics working on me. And I'm just standing there like not really understanding like, wait, that's me, but I'm here. And it was a real weird feeling. I felt somebody with me, but I couldn't see them. I was mm -hmm. only weird though. When I was able to see, I was able to be standing up, looking down, then at the same time being over people's shoulders at the same time, listening to what they're saying. And then it was like anything they thought or anything I could hear. It was, it's, a, it's, it's really hard to like describe because it, it felt like almost like a dream state. And then from there, I went up this tube. And as I'm going up this tube, it was like a, um, uh, how do I describe this? A fast picture book being flipped. Yeah. And it wasn't just my life. It was from the beginning of eternity to the end of my life. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, the tube opened up and I came out into this vast, green, luscious, most beautiful like place that I, it's like earth without being touched by humans. And it had flowers and colors that you can't even describe. I mean, the colors is something that I still look for to this day to try and find something that's as vibrant or as beautiful, but there's nothing. I mean, and I've, and I've read this and I've, and I've studied this just like yourself. So when I heard this, I was like, Oh my gosh, what's going on. And then next minute I know I'm approached by this big white, bright energy, this light. Um, all of a sudden I hear telepathically a deep man's voice say to me, it's not your time. And before I got a chance to say anything, I was sucked back down into the tube. Oh the paddles and I sat up and I'm like, I just started talking really crazy because I just didn't know where I was at that point. Mm -hmm. and, uh, they were, you know, they, they chalked it off to, Oh, it was the drugs and stuff. But you know, if it was, then how come the 11 other times, you know, I didn't experience anything, you know what I mean? And it's not like I was taking a psychedelic type drug, you know, I was mm -hmm. that would literally pass you out, you know? So, but well, I don't know if you see me smiling because, Yes, it's it's like I've been so lucky. I've had patients even that have coded 
and then they've come back after and they've been able to describe and tell me things that happened in the room that there is no way they would know like you said looking over the paramedic shoulders you could you don't even have to hear with your ears it's telepathic like you can hear their thoughts you can hear everything and then the colors that's when i really start to smell because you know what say the word blue blue just seems like the word mud when you try to describe the color say blue you saw right couldn't have said it any better you couldn't mm -hmm. have, i mean blue sounds so boring now that's yeah what yeah i hear i hear you sorry i didn't know if my my audio cut out give me one sec i'm gonna look like i'm disappearing i'm still here hi steve oh hi carrie well glad to have you here i forgot to turn off my notifications for messenger and everybody's deciding so i'm still here that they're going to send me a message. I leave it on for my guests. Like you're a pro at StreamYard, but some people aren't. So I leave it on just in case. There we go. Now we won't have that problem. There Sorry about that. There. Because it kept cutting out and it keeps flashing right before my face. Uh, and to... Yes. So. When we were talking earlier before we started. So I totally get it. Yeah. Well, I like to leave it on, right? Just in case. Like say... I, I was telling you before the show, sometimes I've had guests if they get the link too soon, because everybody, we all use our network StreamYard and they'll be in one StreamYard room and we'll be in the other, or some people aren't really tech savvy and that's okay. Yeah. So you want to be available, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. okay. So first of all, I got to commend you, first of all, for your honesty and for, for sharing what you've been through, because a lot of people have a lot of judgment about what you've been through. But you know what I always say, I have been around addiction my whole life. I don't have addiction issues, but I have been around it personally and professionally my entire life. And what I always say is nobody ever wakes up one morning and says, hey, you know I think I'm gonna become? I'm gonna become an alcoholic or an addict. Nobody plans that whatsoever. It's an illness, right? And look at how well you've done. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I tell you what, it's it's what you just said. It's not like you wake up and you say that. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what, one thing that I do think about is how does it start all the time? And for mm -hmm. me, it was that one little step to the next little step to the next little step. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's not like you just wake up and boom, you're there. Mm -hmm. It's one minute you're here and you're like, well, I'll never go here. And then mm -hmm. you get here and then you're like, well, I'll never go there. You know, mm -hmm. and it, it's more and more steps. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a crazy thing, but I, I got very lucky. I did. I very, very lucky. 12 times when you told me this before, cause we've talked before we have to give Steve-O's wife, Kelly, a big shout out. Cause she's the one that connected us and with Robin yeah. as well from Hoffman Paranormal. Uh, yeah, she, she <laughs> did. And so, um, you know, we got talking and as soon as he said 12 times, I went, holy cow, you're meant to be here. And I hadn't known that you'd had a near-death experience on the last one. So, wow, what a gift. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't seem like a gift at the, in the beginning. No. I mean, yeah, I felt like I was mentally crazy. I mean, I was going to doctors after doctors trying to figure out if I really screwed something up inside mm -hmm. myself. I mean, I, when I came back, it's when I came back that I started to really dive into the, the paranormal because I started having experiences in the house that I grew up in as a child with my oh, grand wow. mm -hmm. yeah my grandparents lived in the same house forever and it was a 1950s built house and literally they bought it maybe in the 70s but there was always this well in the backyard and I tell you some of the experiences that we had I'll get into a little bit later but with pictures fly off the wall I mean we saw full body apparition my entire family solid as me and you mm -hmm. I mean 
just standing there too right in front of us which was wild and we had full tomato cans thrown i mean but i mean i'll get into that a little bit later but there's a lot of things that led up to it that make me even now to this day a lot of synchronicities that make me realize like you know what maybe i do you know what i'm saying so sorry is that kind of maybe you do have what i said maybe i do have a certain purpose Oh, I, I believe we all have a purpose. None of us are here by accident, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I just think in my mind, I always thought it was that maybe a small little purpose. But now after all this stuff and all the synchronicities, I'm starting to think maybe it's a little bigger. <laughs> and then the more that you notice, don't you find yourself, the more that you notice, the more synchronicities happen and more and more and more. And the reason why I always get people to start at the beginning is because I have yet to meet one person that has an identical experience as to why they got involved in the paranormal, except maybe like for myself going back, I can remember back to about the age of four, and I'm going to tell the spooky story here quickly. Yeah. So I was always terrified of thunderstorms and rain. I've never liked it. And it's very similar. It sounds like the house your grandparents lived in. We lived in this old, old, old house on the south side of the city I'm in. I live in a city called Thunder Bay. It's about six hours north of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And um, I remember as a little, little girl, my parents were renovating the house with these beautiful French doors and stuff. My mom took 37 layers of wallpaper off the wall to get to the plaster. It wasn't sheetrock. It was plaster. Oh my and that's how old it was. So one night it was raining and storming and it was dark. Everybody was in bed. I always say it was probably close to around 3 a.m. I don't know. I didn't have a clock in my room. But I hear this. And back in the 70s, right, the, the funky psychedelic like wallpaper for little girls with purple. Ugh. Anyways, they had yep. these gauzy curtains on the window. I'm getting goosebumps telling this story. And it was storming outside. I was terrified. I had my covers up like this to my eyes. I'm looking out. And I start hearing tap, 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 tap on the window, right? And oh. I'm thinking it's a tree branch because it's windy. So I happen, I go like this and I look. It looked like claws, okay? Oh. I swear to God, I'm going to lift up my sleeve. It is not cold. I'm getting goosebumps right now telling this story. And I'm 57. That's how many years ago this was. And I remember this. Oh. It, it was like it was coming through the window, right? I'm hiding under my covers and I'm going, please don't touch me. Please don't hurt me. Please don't touch me. Please don't hurt me. And something grabbed me from under the bed. I know, I kid you not. I've never forgotten this. Never. Worst that night. Was, mm -hmm. Worst yep. night. That was my introduction. But like you said, look at what I, well, I want to get more into your story because I don't think I've really run into somebody that necessarily has had a near death experience because that has gotten into the paranormal. But it sounds like it was coupled with where you were living. Is that what happened? Yes. I mean, basically where I was living, I started to have all these experiences and where it started a little bit before the, the near death experience. But when I came back it intensified, wow. it was felt everything i knew everything i saw everything like it was like so for example right when i was 15 years old i had the i went over a friend's house and they were doing a ouija board there was like 12 yeah. of them now the board was moving they were all freaking out i wasn't a believer at the time i was like this is nonsense i had walked away from god because i lost my grandfather at 12 from lung cancer i lost a couple friends in a car accident when i was 14 a year before mm -hmm. And I just didn't understand why God was, quote unquote, doing these things when it wasn't really him, you know? Yeah. 
and um, I was young and naive. And I went over to the, the planchette, me and my buddy Eric, and I challenged it. And I said, basically, when I when I lift my fingers off the planchette, I mean, when, yeah, when I lift it off, I wanted to move. I said, but Eric, when it starts to move, let's both lift them off so that no hands are touching it. Just keep your hands hovering and let's see if it moves on its own. Well, we asked who killed this spirit and all of a sudden it spelled mom and our fingers were off this thing at least at like three, three inches. I freaked out, but I still wanted to be cool in front of everybody and knock it off. So that thing ended up following me home. And uh, when I followed me home, I had an experience that I just recently talked about on my podcast. Um, it was with my cat. I had come home. I cut strawberries up on a piece of uh, paper plate and I went upstairs to my room and I shut the door. And I, as I was walking up the stairs, my cat normally would run up the stairs and I would put my hand down and I would feel, you know, her tail or her body or whatever as she ran up the stairs to follow me. And I had just got this cat and she was the most lovable cat in the world. Aww. And all of a sudden, I see this cat jump on the bed. I don't feel her as I put my hand down. I'm like, that's weird. And I look up on the bed and the moonlight's shining in. And I see this cat walking in a circle. But I noticed that her tail reminded me of a flame. Like, you know how the flame will, like, come up mm -hmm. and, like, like smoke on? Well, I realized it wasn't my cat. But I walk in the room anyway. I shut the door. And I see this black mass of a cat walking around my bed, even though it's just moonlight. But I can see the darkness of this, the, this mass. So I'm still thinking it's a cat. I turn the light on. There's nothing on my bed. I'm just like, ah, whatever. I'm just seeing things. I sit back down. I start eating my strawberries and my back is to the door. I start hearing scratches at the door and knocking at the door. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's my cat. So I get up. I go to open the door. There's nothing there. There's no cat there. There's nothing there. So then I shut the door again. I'm like, oh, this is a joke, whatever. Someone's playing a game on me, my grandmother, grandfather. Even though it was like two in the morning, I didn't want to still believe it. Um, and everyone was snoring and sleeping. So I lay back down again. I, I mean, lay back down. I sit back down again, facing the same spot. All of a sudden, I hear the scratching and knocking again. So I get up and I say to myself, okay, I'm just going to crack the door open a little bit. And if I crack the door open a little bit, the cat will run in if the cat's really there. If not, I'm just going to shut the door and I'm done with this. Well, I cracked the door. All of a sudden, I got some. I got really mad because nothing was running in the room. And I'm like, my cat cannot be there this time. It had to be the cat. I open the door and the cat's down on all fours, foaming from the mouth. She runs in the room, jumps on the bed, chases this black mass that reminds me of if you saw a black like rain cloud come down right in front of your face. It was yeah. just like a thing of smoke. It was just this whole mass of smoke. She chased it around the bed a couple times, jumped on the floor went down near the door and went underneath the door and I, we never saw it again. But I had to literally physically pick this cat up to get her out of the mode of ready to attack whatever this was. And my cat, we lived with a chihuahua, and mm -hmm. chihuahua would want to attack this cat all the time and she would cower. She would never mm -hmm. even. So to see her like this, I knew, even seeing that smoke, I would just couldn't believe it. And then from there, I, I gave my life to Christ at 16. Um, down the road and uh, had a couple more experiences but yeah that was my uh, that was my intro before my near death and then everything intensified where I started feeling and hearing and seeing stuff you, you know what I was listening to that and when I 
I would consider myself what you would call a light worker, but many people, and I know that you have abilities as well. Well, I think we all do, but I know you're aware of your abilities. And so is uh, Robin. We've talked a little bit about that. I, mean, I think you did in one podcast that I was introduced to you. And then, um, yeah. so I was aware of all this. But the the thing is, right, I believe we all have these abilities, but I think everything happens for a reason and I always call it collectively spirit. So, you know, I've asked a lot of questions because who better to ask than your guides, your angels, and people are probably thinking, is she hearing voices? Like what's going on? Well, best place to hear this stuff is in meditation when you quiet your mind, right? Because spirit collectively will hold class with you if you really want them to, they will. Oh, the yeah. possibilities are infinite. So what they've always shown me is that over on the other side, like I've never been hung up on names of guides or anything like that. I know in the beginning, I used to ask that years ago when I was learning about this, what's the name of my spirit guides? What angels are around me? Because we all ask that, right? We're curious. But I think it was because of what they showed me. Like they said on the other side, everybody knows everybody by energy right? Because yep. we're not in a corporeal or body form, as you would know, or most of us in this that have followed or studied this. Yeah. But they showed it that over on the other side, and when we're looking over, say, on this side to Earth, for example, yeah, everybody looks like little pinpricks of light. But yep. those people that are aware of their gifts and are actively using them, it looks like, and they showed it, my guy, one of my guides has a real sense of humor, that you know those scary movies and you see somebody driving down a dark highway and all of a sudden this big bright sign says vacancy or no vacancy at the hotel, uh, like yeah. on the side of the road. That's what they showed me what people that use their, their gifts actively look like. But the thing is, because we live on earth and it's a duality type existence it is right hot and cold good and bad yep. light and dark so it's not just the good that can see us it's also the dark stuff that can see us as well because i was trying to understand this when i started this big long story here that as a light worker most light workers i meet don't work with dark stuff and i kept getting people really dark stuff including seeing somebody possessed on yeah. camera levitating i never want to look in that kind of those eyes ever 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 again so i was trying to understand it but i think what i was told very just one quick thing that i think and i think probably you guys are doing the same thing is bringing light to the darkness i appreciate that yeah no i appreciate that you know it's mm -hmm. funny when i first started it was all dark it was mm -hmm. like dark coming and cons i mean i would see these four foot like little beings that had like a face like a horse kind of but it was like a werewolf Ooh. Thing. Mm -hmm. Fun, really quick. I mean, we would have them run in my room with me and my girlfriend at the time. My girlfriend got possessed, which I'll tell that story later. Aww. But she got possessed, and this thing would run in the room. And as it would run by her clothes in this closet, her clothes, it would be like someone took a finger and ran by the clothes real quick, and it would just move the clothes. And it was the weirdest thing. She wouldn't see it, she would just see the clothes move. But I would see this being like, and I was like, it was the creepiest thing. I mean, I'll never oh. forget. It was always at my grandparents' house, though. Well, when you said the mist, and Debbie, if she's still here, probably Steve-O, too. I used to call in to our friend um, uh, Jason Bland with Paranormal Soup every week. And I have some crazy EVPs that were recorded. I think I may have sent those to you from yeah. his Halloween shows. Yeah, you did. They were amazing. 
okay, well, those are from calling from the most active part of my house. Those were not planned phone calls at all. But there's other videos from here, previous years. You can see stuff in the background. I have pictures. I've seen that black mist you're talking about. Yeah. You think there's something wrong with your eyes? Like you're like, I, yeah. I can't be seeing this. And it's like, it's mist. That's all you can see. It's like a black mist. Like a smoke is mist. It's a, mm -hmm. it's like a black. Yeah, I can't even describe it. It's like if you took a, a rain cloud and you put it down and it was like real light. It's mm -hmm. the best way to describe it. Like it was the wildest thing I've ever seen. But still, even in that moment, I didn't believe it took me so much more. It actually took me a more beautiful experience to kind of start to understand. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what ended up happening was my great aunt, she... Her name was Nancy and she had a stroke. And one day my uncle came back from the store and she was already passed out on the floor. Blood clot in her, in her throat. Well, they rushed her to the hospital. And by the time they got her to the hospital, she was pretty much brain dead. She was without oxygen for so long. She had zero or 5% brain activity. Mm -hmm. And I came up to visit and I was at the time where I was kind of walking away from my church. And um, I was walking away from Christianity. I was getting involved in drugs and, you know, just mm -hmm. I in a bank. It just wasn't good at 18. And um, I went to go see her and I saw how bad she looked. She didn't look like herself at all. And I went down to go get something to eat. And as I'm eating this piece of pizza, I hear this, this man's voice say, <laughs> say, you need to go upstairs and pray over your Aunt Nancy. And I look up thinking someone's talking to me and there's this poor Indian lady in front of me and she's probably freaked out because I'm looking at her like, did you just say that? Mm -hmm. Looking back at me, there's nobody else around. So I start eating my pizza again and I hear it again, only more stern. So I'm like, great, how am I going to do this? My family doesn't know I'm a Christian, like doesn't know I go to a reborn Christian church. Like, oh, I'm going to pray over my aunt. What, what is this going to look like? So I go upstairs and I'm, I'm as I'm contemplating it and I, I ask everyone in the room and the only one who says it is her husband, my uncle, Bill, who taught me music, who taught me so much. He was a little 84 year old guy. He was just the, the best. I mean, 80, actually 89 when he passed, but he was a great guy and me and him prayed. And I said to him, uncle, if there's any time to believe for some reason, believe now. And um, I closed my eyes. I started to pray. My eyes started to flicker and I couldn't open them or close them. And then I opened my eyes and I realized that the door that was locked and shut. Now there was a nurse in the room and the door was still locked and shut. But yet we never heard her come in. And she just winked at me and left the room. And I didn't think anything of it. And then all of a sudden that night, that's when the neurologist came in and the neurologist said to him, she has 5% brain activity. You know, your best chance to let her go, because if she comes back, she's going to have a massive heart attack and she's going to end up leaving this world anyway. So he signs the paperwork. The next day, they go to put the needle into her to give her the morphine to let her pass away after they took her off life support. And all of a sudden, she woke up and started speaking. Wow. She walked out of the hospital 100%, no blood clots anywhere, completely back to normal. People don't real, might not realize how miraculous that is, but as no. a nurse and I working, did. that does not happen. Does no. not happen. That was a miracle. Yeah. Saint, uh, New Haven, uh, Saint, well, it's called St. Rayfield's down here in Yale. They uh, actually, I believe it now it's Yale, but Yale over here, they uh, didn't know what was going on. They were completely, yeah, you don't see yeah. things like that because um, the brain can regenerate in the I way mean, of building new pathways and stuff. But that that takes months and months, usually of therapy. And when you've got 
five percent or less of brain function yeah like that's usually when they extubate you sometimes you stop breathing now the reason i've I've had this conversation with people though, too, because I had a close friend who's uh, one of their beloved relatives was on life support and they were talking about, well, you'll hear it on TV is turning off the machines. It's not turning off the machines. It's just like taking the breathing tube out and what have you. And, you know, people will say, well, how long will it be till my loved one passes? And what I had said to my friend is that's between that person and, and God, Because I've seen people that are supposed to be gone in five minutes and they're still there like days later. But that is miraculous what your aunt went through. Wow. And thank you for sharing that. No, no. I tell you what, it's a big part of my story and I don't talk about it a lot because it it sounds crazy. I mean, it's not crazy. Yes. Raphael, the healing angel. Yes. You know, that's that's funny because it was St. Raphael's St. Raphael's. So. So, yeah, no, that's that's funny. I didn't even actually know that until until now. So thank you, Carrie. I appreciate that. So you do you do you feel like maybe it was him talking to you because they talked to us? Oh, no, I do. And, you know, what's funny is I still walked away and it bothers me that I did. But I went down that path that led me to the overdose that led me to where I am now. So I can't really be that upset. But I am mad because. When I asked, when I actually started working with my guides, I asked, you know, why doesn't say Jesus come down or why doesn't this Messiah come down, you know, and just show themselves. And then one of the guys said, well, Anthony, you know, God showed you that he could bring back somebody from the dead and yet you still turned away. So what would happen if Jesus came down? Most people would still probably turn away. Right. And I thought about it and I'm like thinking to myself, like, wow, you know, that's actually pretty crazy because, yes, I walked away after I saw someone who was dead come back to life over a prayer and I felt it come out of my hands. I felt the heat come out of my hands. And I mean like, but I still walked away. So I totally get what the guide was trying to tell me. And um, yeah, it's, it was a wild moment. I still, I think about it every single day, every it, single You know what I always say though, AJ is we got to embrace it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful you know why it's kind of building off of what you just said because if you had done something differently you wouldn't know the people you know you wouldn't be doing what you're doing today so i always say embrace it all no regrets because it's brought you to who you are today you're the most beautiful all of us beautiful amazing people doing what we're doing in the moment right now yeah. right it's almost like the butterfly effect right we yeah. one little flop of a butterfly wing in at a different time and we could be doing something completely different so yeah yeah no you're absolutely right 100 percent. 100 percent. that's a beautiful story and i'm really glad you shared that because Thanks. you know working yeah. in the healthcare Here, field it was oh, also because okay. i'm still shocked to this day i mean I want to see the medical records now because she lived for another like 10 to 15 years. So it was amazing to see. I mean, she never had a single other issue with that at all. She actually passed away from something completely else. And it was just amazing to see that. I mean, to see my uncle Bill, like his uh, happiness because his brother was my grandfather who passed away when I was 12. And he honestly thought too that my grandfather was going to be healed as well. And he wasn't. And me and him were kind of bitter from that. So for him to get that back for his wife, mm-hmm. it was like God showing him. And before he passed, I called him up and I said, Uncle, do you remember what God did for us on that day? Mm-hmm. And he put it in the phone because he didn't want my aunt Nancy to hear us. And he said, I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. And 
hung up and that was the last conversation we had with each other before he passed but um it was uh it was a good good thing it was a good thing to, to experience with him and with with you know life in general mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. well, i was gonna say sorry i was my fault my wonderful cord here was cutting out and i apologize oh. um i was gonna say though that working in healthcare. We, you know, especially when you work like in critical care and stuff, you see some really awful things. But I will tell you, you see some beautiful, incredible things that are completely unexplainable. I'm actually writing three books. And my last book is collecting stories from nurses mainly, but also uh, first responders of the incredible, amazing, miraculous, unexplainable things we witness when we're working with people that should be, as I call it, trans transitioning back home. And we see all these miracles. Like there's a story right there and I've heard some incredible stories. So yeah, no, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Are you working with your healing staff or are you, you just waiting for the right moment or? I actually would love to. I just have no idea what I'm doing in that aspect. <laughs> I just yeah. know. Stop. I just, just think. Oh, he's Sorry. gay. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> That's what love is right there. Yes, but my, yes. Sorry, my dog and people that watch my show know I'm holding up my cord. Go lay down, please. Go lay down. She, always, she must have picked up something energy wise because whenever I swear to God to you, at yeah. a cat too, healing work. My yep. dog will be in there and so will my cat like a dirty shirt. Because the reason I ask you that is because I, I think that was a real sign. And I can't tell you how to take it. You have to know how to take it. But it seems like it was a real sign that you're a powerful healer to be able to hear and do. I always wanted to do it. I just don't know anybody who could teach me how to harness it. I mean, I meditate. I do everything that I want to do for, you know, talking to spirit and doing that. But I mm -hmm. never... I don't have any teacher to teach me. So please, if you're open, I would love I was to. just thinking, I think we'll have to talk after. Maybe we'll talk after. And uh, because you know what? I think that so many people are healers out there and we're here there right now. But, you know, we don't even look at the traditional things for healing. We are getting to the paranormal. But I like I told AJ and anybody that watches my show, before I start the show, I always say, okay, spirit, where are we going with this? And we go with it. Yeah. But, you know, people that are musicians, people that are artists, people that use their words or their voice, like there's so many different ways to heal, right? Musician. Mm -hmm. Pardon? <laughs> Funny because I play guitar and sing. <laughs> well, there you Funny. go. Maybe that's what you, I don't know. I never tell people what their gifts are because I think the only person that knows us best is ourself. But that's an incredible story Thank that you, you shared. So yeah. I, I know our listeners because I said we're gonna we're gonna kick October off to a spooky bang here. Are you comfortable sharing some of the really spooky stuff that like, you already have, but some of the stuff that you've seen like investigating in that house when you were growing up even more so or Okay, yeah. So <laughs> excuse me. After I came back, I started, like I said, I got a little I felt like I was going crazy. I went to a bunch of doctors. Every doctor kept telling me I was fine. I kept seeing these little beings. Like I told you, it started when I first gave my life to Christ. I started, I saw it one time mm -hmm. and then I started seeing this one little being and it would constantly follow me in the room. It would open the door. I mean, the wind, you would see the wind of it. That's how it looked to me. Mm -hmm. I would see a little being like a flash in my head. Well, it started to affect my girlfriend at the time who was living with me and my grandmother. And 
it all started one night where she woke up and she heard the door out back like somebody was trying to get in her and my grandmother both woke up together and then after that she started getting drained the minute she would walk into the house every single day from three o'clock when she'd get out of work she would sleep until the next morning at five every day and i was wondering i'm like why is this i didn't really truly care i was spending time with her so i was just you know it was like cuddle time or whatever you want to call it when you're in love Mm -hmm. so it's like great you know i didn't think too much of it but then when it became so many days in a row i started to really worry and it didn't really dawn on me until one night my cat i thought my cat was walking from the foot of my bed from the foot of my head i mean um all the way down to the foot of my bed and I heard it jump off and I heard a girl say, we need to let Chico out, who is the name of our Chihuahua at the time. Um, he can't breathe. And I didn't quite understand that I was waking up out of a sound sleep. It was dark in my room. So when I woke up, I saw a girl with a ponytail and a long shirt, open the door and shut it behind her. So I'm like, OK, that's my girlfriend. I'm like, this is perfect. I'm going to roll into her spot. So when she comes back from the bathroom, she's going to be so mad. This is going to be hilarious, right? Well, all of a sudden, I rolled into her. She never left the bed. So <sighs> a full body was with a girl that looked just like her, opened the door for the animals, all of a sudden was no longer in the room. I had to turn on the light. Nothing was there. No one was in the hallway. My grandmother was the only other person in the house. It was freaky as all heck. Freaky. We have had some, uh, we've had so many, I, like we haven't talked about this. I had a doppelganger in my old house, me, like me. Like I remember one time my partner, and I'm going to share this so people know, like, and we never talked about this before. Um, he, it was because we're both night owls, him and I. And yep. he, in the old house, our bedroom was in the basement. And I was downstairs watching TV. He went up, he went to make a sandwich or something. Allison comes flying down the stairs and he goes, she just come upstairs and smack me hard across the shoulder twice. And I go, no, first of all, I've never hit you. Why would I? Second of all, you have way better hearing than I do. You would have heard me come up the stairs. And third of all, why are you asking me this? Goes, because I was making my sandwich. He goes, I had my, you know, against the, he was facing the counter, obviously. He goes, all of a sudden I get hit on the left shoulder twice and my head bangs into the cupboard. As I turn around, it's the exact replica of you. Same height, same long hair, same clothes, everything. I see you from the back or around the corner and then you're gone. And oh. this happened more than once. Like I, I and it would mimic your voice, my voice, all kinds of things. But he had, I think, two incidences of that that it looked like it was me from the back and it wasn't. So I and now you're sharing with your girlfriend. So did this girl look just like your girlfriend? I mean, it, it, you have to remember, I was in the dark. Half so asleep, I, yeah. Uh, I wasn't half asleep at this point. I was awake, but you could only see the silhouette of her. So I saw the ponytail. I saw the mm-hmm. hair up. I saw the long shirt, and she was wearing exactly that. That's what she was wearing at nighttime was a long shirt with shorts on, but the shorts were covered by my shirt, which was really, you know, super gotcha. long. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, she had it was the same everything. So, I mean... It could have been a doppelganger. I believe it was. But then again, I really don't know because I couldn't see detail. There was no light on. So I can't mm-hmm. really go off of that. Mm-hmm. What ended up happening next was things started to keep building up. So two weeks, a couple after, I would say two or three weeks after that, my girlfriend, she was again sleeping. And all of a sudden, the door had cracked open. It was locked. It had 
pushed its way open and this that gust of air came running in with that little tiny being that whatever I want to call it, demon or whatever. Mm-hmm. As it ran by me, I saw a flash in my mind of um, something very horrific of what I would picture, or we would picture a mainstream demon to look like. And it was laughing. And as I heard it laughing in my mind's eye and saw it, she smiled in her sleep and laughed in the same creepy way that it that it did in my mind's eye. At the same time, everything, it was like a replica. And when I looked at her, she had a grin on her face as she was sleeping. And it was almost like someone fake sleeping, smiling at you, but that she was dead out. Like she was not being woken up. I tried waking her up. I told her to stop joking with me. She had no idea when I was, when I finally got her up, she's like, why are you hitting me? I'm sleeping. Leave me alone. She was all pissed off. Mm -hmm. And how would she even know that I saw that at the same time, you know? So, um, it was really weird. And then after that, a couple weeks later, um, I got woken up to Mm -hmm. a female apparition standing at the foot of my bed. Um, I used to sleep with my, my, um, TV on and Mm -hmm. this moment, my door, which was always locked was open. The light was now obviously still off, but the TV was no longer on. It was on a blue screen and it was mm. a blue screen. And when I sat up, all of a sudden I noticed there was a girl standing at the foot of my bed, but she was short. She wasn't a, like, she was a, like a kid it looked like, but she looked like she was soaking wet. She had black hair over her face. She was soaking wet. And it reminded me, the first thing I thought of was the well in the backyard that we had. We had oh. a well mm-hmm. filled in. And my grandmother and grandfather always said, don't run around it. Don't go over it because we don't know if it'll cave in. And it was something we were always told as kids, but we never knew anything really of it. The old owners before them kind of covered it over. So I don't know if there was something to it. I could never find out. But all of a sudden, this girl was completely solid. I went to go grab my camera because at this time, so many things were happening in the house. I was like, I have to keep a camera near me because no one's going to believe me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I honestly felt like I was crazy. I really, truly did. Mm-hmm. I went to go grab my camera, and it was like this girl, like she evaporated as if it was like a pile of leaves in the wind, like disintegrated. Like I can't even, it's so hard to describe. And it makes me so mad that it's hard to describe these events because it's like, like you have, you had to be there to see this. Like I, mm-hmm. I, after I saw that, two weeks later, when it happened again in our dining room with my family members there was when I knew that this was something real and that I wasn't just experiencing this on my own because now my whole family saw it. Wow. So. So what, did you ever find out like who this girl was? Or you, like I, when you were saying that I had visions of somebody from the ring or something and then I never, I forgot about the well till you brought that up. That's literally what it looked like. Sad to say. And I don't mean that as a joking way. I don't mean mm-hmm. that as like, you know, a lot of people at home be like, oh, yeah, the well, uh, you know, the, oh, it's the well in the ring. No, no, dead serious. This girl had black hair soaking wet. The second time we saw her, though, she was in like a wedding dress. It looked like she was beautiful, like in my entire family standing there seeing this. And it's like, you know, everyone's just mouth open. You could feel the energy. The thing that I remember the most about this Laura Lee is the energy in the room. And I know you know what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. The static energy in the room was so intense that you could feel it from your toes, your hair standing up like a magnet all the way to the top of your head. And that was the one thing that stuck with me. It wasn't so much that I, I was scared of what I was seeing. It was more I was scared of the feeling I was feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? 
Yeah, exactly. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. And it's not because you're cold. It's not because you're afraid. It's exactly. just like if you took a balloon and you rubbed it and rubbed it and rubbed it on a rug or something, and then you held it over top of your arm. It's yep. like that feeling magnified by like a hundred. It's just oh. the grossest feeling. In, ugh. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I felt it under the covers. That's how oh. I, so, and then, so here's the, here, it gets even crazier. So couple weeks after that we find out that my girlfriend is pregnant mm -hmm. so we think something's wrong because she's obviously sleeping a lot she's also starting to have this bleeding problem so we think mm -hmm. oh my gosh we're gonna have a miscarriage right yeah go to the hospital we come home from the hospital they give her ambien they say it's just because she's not sleeping all this stuff right right takes an ambien she goes to bed all of a sudden a couple nights go by everything seems kind of fine out of nowhere I fall asleep finally. I finally am about to get a full night's sleep because I'm finally relaxed after two nights of nothing. All of a sudden, I wake up in the middle of the night, 45 minutes later, and she's sitting there Indian style at my head. And she's rocking back and forth. And she's oh, dear God. Mm -hmm. Pulling words that I can't even tell you what language it was. Mm -hmm. I grab her and lay her down for her to finally wake up and hold her down. She was rocking back. I've never seen anything like it. It was something out of a movie like The Exorcist. It was the freakiest stuff. I had to, I immediately, I was so freaked out, okay? It was three in the morning. I called her mother and I got her out of the house immediately. Unfortunately, we ended up breaking up a little bit after that because her mom was very serious about what had happened to her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, we ended up having a miscarriage from it as well. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's, so you hard. know totally all right but i tell you what that she had to get out of the house whatever that was um i had a medium do a reading and the medium said that the that she was the the female spirit was jealous not jealous but kind of jealous of her being in the house because of the fact that we were both addicts we were both starting to go down a wrong path together mm -hmm. and it was all this and this was right this was right before my whole entire um near-death experience happened because it was right after when she left was when I had my little bit of span and then boom all of a sudden that came and it just was crazy I mean after that I was seeing like I said I was seeing these beings even more but only like intensely where we would have tomato cans like I was saying earlier we would have a tomato can on the side my uncle who just started dating my aunt came into the house and he went downstairs into the basement he went to go get a soda well <laughs> As he's running up the stairs because he just saw a being because he's sensitive. Mm -hmm. and he's my partner in Coventry Circle. All of a sudden, a tomato can comes flying, hits the wall, dents the wall right in front of him. As my family's standing in the kitchen, we all look down as we see this thing fly. He stops dead in his tracks and this full tomato can dented the entire wall in front of him. And things just started going haywire. And the best part about it for me, and I shouldn't say the best part about it was, it wasn't just intensifying for me after it happened, after my near death, but it was happening after the fact to everyone else. So it was verifying for me that I was actually experiencing something. And that was the biggest part for me. So do you think, like, we know now, knowing, you know, when you get into with energy and stuff, and this is with no judgment, 
Yeah. But um, people <laughs> say that are either going through depression or, you know, alcohol or drug abuse. There can be many things, but it lowers our natural energy defenses, if you will. So okay. it can make us more prone to, like I said, it's not just the good that can see us. It's a negative, right? And it's almost like they know, like, oh, this is where I'm going to go. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to cause these issues kind of thing, right? Not always. Yeah. There's lots of other reasons. Yeah. But I'm thinking, too, when you shared about your girlfriend, even with pregnancy, too, on top of that, it lo that your immune system's even lowered, right? Because otherwise yeah. you, your body can attack, and I'm really oversimplifying it, but your body can attack the fetus as something like a foreign entity, if you will. So naturally, your defenses are lower, especially in the beginning of pregnancy. And then coupled, like you said, maybe with addiction, like, or uh, what I want to ask, I guess, is, do you yeah. feel maybe that's what put you at risk? Or was there something else that was the impetus for this, or it just started happening? Because that can happen too. Oh, no, this, this, this whole haunting, for some reason, I, it all started for, for me, like, to really intensify when she started talking about going to Dudley Town. Have you ever heard of Dudley Town up here? No, no, I'm sorry. Dudley Town is a famous um, area over here in the woods. It's an old settlement that was cursed, and basically everyone just banished the town. They just completely left the town okay. and the places, and it's very dark and demonic according to everyone who visits there and so where the would that be because we've got people listening from all over the world so you might have to oh, explain a little bit more for them and i believe is in ye uh, i want to say union connecticut but i don't think so i i would have you would have to look it up i would look up dudley town in connecticut okay no that's perfect so connecticut for those listening is over in the united states it's one of the states up in the northeast sort of of um the u.s right yep northeast right under massachusetts right next to new york Okay. Yeah. Cause there'll be people just listening and they'll be going, I don't think yeah. I know what that is. So I thought, Oh, well we should point out for them. Okay. I, so, but I'm glad you asked that question because you know, for the longest time I actually thought that too. I thought that maybe addiction had play into it. I thought also maybe depression had to play into it mm -hmm. too. That's why I saw all these doctors after my near death experience and things heightened mm -hmm. even because I was worried schizophrenia. I really was. Okay. Because my father had dealt with schizophrenia over a trauma. And mm -hmm. obviously, after seeing so many doctors and hearing that schizophrenia obviously can be given to you by trauma, not by just genetic, you know what I mean? Not by a genetic, mm -hmm. traumatic way. I realized that I haven't had anything traumatic where it's shocking me. I mean, yes, I did have a near-death experience, but I never looked at it as it was shocking. I was always the type of kid where things fascinated me. Like, mm -hmm. I want to find out more. And... As I got into my Coventry Circle Paranormal, I started to work with a medium uh, a couple months ago, about, I would say about a year ago now. Mm -hmm. And um, her name is Samantha. And mm -hmm. she, her and her husband, the way that we do things, is we don't um, have any contact, me and her. I'll text her husband. We keep very, um, like, nonchalant because of the, we don't want anything to, you know, influence or that way you can prove there was no communication between the two of you then you get the same thing it's verifiable evidence because you guys haven't spoken before right yes exactly okay. and i want to also say to all the viewers too i want to say that i apologize that i'm jumping around so much i've never had two hours to kind of try and talk about a story and i'm totally winging it i didn't write nothing down so please forgive me if yeah, I'm but that's the way i do my show like i good. tell no, people good. But I just feel bad because I'm jumping around on you guys and I feel bad on that. No, you know why I like to do my show this way? Okay, I don't copy anybody, but I yeah. thought 
when I watch a podcast and the Dell, as we call him, watches podcasts all day long when he's off, he does research nonstop um, on a variety of different topics. And so if I hear something interesting, I might sit down and watch or I'm listening. And I thought, what do I like to see? And I, I mean, what, what, what interests me? And I thought, I like to see people that are having a conversation about something that's interesting, whatever it may be. Not everything's going to interest every single person that's listening. But then to real life, like, like my dog, she jumped up here. I've had my kid come in here. Sometimes if Dell is watching and he has done this, because I'll say, you know, every now and then I've got a guest on, you may, you're, you may really be interested in, and he'll be typing questions or questions furiously. And I don't answer quick enough. So he'll just run up here and pop in and whatever. But the reason why I like that is because I think that it's very um, natural and it's like people are part of the audience. They can be joined in with part of the conversation Amen. and you feel like you're in the experience. And that's the beauty of the internet, right? Versus Amen. think about it. You watch an interview and I, again, this is with no judgment because everybody is different, but somebody sits there with a list of questions and especially if it's a guest that's been on a lot of podcasts, they get asked the same questions all the time. So this way, you know what? It's real. It's generic what you're saying. We know you're not making it up because it's you're sharing your, I feel like I'm in the room there with what you're sharing. And I think that that, that really, I don't know, people seem to like it. So that's why I do things the way I do. I do want to get, Oh, I was going to say, it's funny because that's how we do it on my show. too. Yeah, you do first show that i've ever been nervous on i don't know why i think it's because we did this so sporadically me and you we just kind of met we're like oh let's go do shows together (laughs) i don't plan them i don't i don't because i I trust and i know spirits got you spirits got me and i also know that i talk a lot so that even if there was silence no no worries i could probably fill it up Here, I'm over here like, oh man, this is the first one I'm actually nervous on. I don't know why. This is weird. I'm like, I used to play in front of people with, with music and sing. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing right now. I feel like a little kid. Well, don't feel nervous. I appreciate your honesty and what you're sharing because, you know, that's why people are here. I do want to give a shout out to Raymond G. Newsom. I believe he may be one of your friends because he says, do we need to visit that place next summer? What you were talking about. Yeah, unfortunately, Raymond, the cops patrol Dudley Town like you wouldn't believe because it's all on private property now. So what you'd have to do is you'd have to contact either the town or you'd have to contact. This is all for the viewers. Go there and contact one of the residents um, and see if you can use their, you know, backyard to get to where Dudley Town is, because it's literally just foundations now in the woods, basically, in a, in a private uh, owned area by a bunch of residents and a bunch of places. Hey, Kelly, we already gave you a shout out. We said we we met AJ and I because of you tagging me. And here's AJ on here. Here's Kelly. What I want to ask you is, um, okay, so we were kind of talking about the activity and the house that you were in. Do you think this just popped in my head? Like, do you think maybe it was because of the well even too? Because like a recipe for disaster because water carries energy, right? So it would be in the ground below. You know, what's funny is that even when we were kids, my, my, me and my cousin, my cousin even experienced stuff in the house with me. So I think it was just definitely, it had to do with probably the well and then just a combination of maybe whatever was on that land beforehand, because I couldn't find nothing on this house when I looked, because it was technically a newer house. I mean, 1950 really wasn't that far 
I agree. You know, behind. So it really hadn't have anything. But I mean, who knows? You never know. It's the one weird thing that I do find out is I went to school for radio and film and the guy who owned the house, the builder of the house was actually a radio host. Oh, so weird that, you know, I kind of like went down the path of this after living in this house my whole life. So I find that kind of just funny, just funny, not saying it's anything spiritual, but I just find it kind of funny. Well, the thing is, though, right, and I just ask you for interest sake, because when our stuff happened in our house, there was no reason for it, like nothing that we could pinpoint except that I worked out in community, I worked in palliative care a lot towards before I hurt my back, and I can't go back to nursing permanently. But um, I'm almost wondering where I worked was in one of the most dangerous, lowest income parts of the city that I live in. Okay. And I'm so grateful for that experience. I almost didn't take the job, but it taught me so much about people and, yep. you know, who they are and how people end up in life situations. Whereas we're not, we, they never teach you about these type of things in school, right? No, they but, teach judgment. They don't teach, they don't teach, uh, you know, compassion. Let's put it that way. And, and we need to understand that because a lot of people don't even, have never even seen something like this. Not everybody, but a lot of people haven't. And, first thing people want to jump to is judgment, right? But yes. my whole point is, I have a feeling that maybe somebody that had literally demons, and I mean that in life with what they were dealing with, but also after life, maybe not realizing they also maybe had an attachment or something, something followed me home, because I have no other explanation for why this started happening to us as well. I, you know, I believe that mine, I believe that the darker stuff that happened with me, I believe had to do with the Ouija board uh, thing oh, when I was, okay. and I really do, because that's that black smoke that I saw. And then all the negative stuff I think had to do with that. And I think I enraged it when I went to that Christian church and gave my life to Christ that night, because that's when I first saw that first being, um, for the first ever time. And then, like I said, as time went on, things just progressed. And then when I passed away that's when I really started seeing them and, and seeing some things. But ever since, you know, I don't see them ever now. But if I do cross something that's negative, that's how for some reason it'll show itself to me. I don't know why. I do. Okay, tell me, please. Because it affected you so deeply. And these things feed on fear. They feed on all those lower vibrational energies, right? And as much as probably you're not, physically afraid of it but your mind goes back to that moment yeah. and it's the emotion right and they feed off of that they know that is one thing that will affect you and the other thing I was going to add now this is just my yeah. my guess but I think what it was was um you know I often talk about on this show I have an analogy about a um a Ouija board, I won't get into it right now, but my point is it's just a tool, but collectively around the world, the energy belief regarding Ouija yeah. boards is negative. And rightfully so, a lot of people have had negative experiences, but I think we need to be shown how to use them properly and only in certain situations and how to close it and what have you, right? Amen to but that. my whole point is you said, you think this thing got pissed off because you went to and gave your life to Christ is your exact words, right? Yeah, so, like I life to something of a higher purpose when I didn't believe in that before. There's nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that. But where I was going with this is, right? 
Yeah. We, I believe, as human beings on this planet, have dominion. That we've been granted that whatever somebody's belief in a higher power is. Okay? For me, it's God. Other people have different words. Some people call it the universe. Whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. But like I said, like Spirit showed me all those little pinpricks of light. And then those that are have gifts or are going to be using their gifts or whatever it may be, it looks like a big, whether it's a bonfire or an open vacancy sign on a dark highway, right? They yep. can see that, right? So if it can affect you and it's going to jump in there and it's going to try, you, you see where I'm going with this? So it's not so much that maybe you, you pissed it off. It's that it was losing its grip too. So it's probably going to double down the efforts to. Better word. Yep. Losing. Mm -hmm. it. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so what happened with this house like what became of it or like how did well, you get to the point you are now so my grandmother moved out in 2019 or 2018 mm -hmm. um she moved in with my aunt where i live right now upstairs um mm -hmm. uh basically i you know i went to rehab twice um mm -hmm. i went to rehab it was through probation um i still quit probation to saving my life um mm -hmm. they six months in a rehab yeah. um or not i violated my probation three times and the third time i was supposed to get sentenced to a year and a half in prison and um then all of a sudden some guy um, random guy in the nwacp stood up in the middle of the courtroom and said your honor right before he was about to hit the thing um and he said your honor this man has never been into a program to get help we can't just send him away to jail because it'll be a revolving door for him allow him to get help so he gave me 30 days to get into somewhere i got into somewhere i got um six uh six months into a program and uh came out and i decided that uh, i didn't want to touch that anymore and uh for sense and that was 2016. so congratulations yep. congratulations yeah thank you yeah so my grandmother sold the house in 2018 or 19 and ever since then i um uh, just been, you know, right now I'm actually staying with my aunt. Um, I live in the downstairs redone basement where it's like a little studio area. Um, but my grandmother passed away. My uh, In September 2020, we lost literally my entire family besides my aunt, my oh, mom. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you know, it was, uh, it was a tough time. It definitely was. But, you know, get, getting into the paranormal, getting into Coventry Circle Paranormal, I focus on spirit communication. And having that ability now, that sensitive ability, I use it towards, with meditation, I use it towards connecting with my loved ones. And believe it or not, I actually do get responses and answers and messages. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're still there. So mm -hmm. it's possible, just any viewer out there, you know, if you are interested in this, use love and light, obviously. Don't do any darkness. But, you know, you can speak to your loved ones again. You truly can. Yeah. Do, mm -hmm. it. do it. How to do it. Well, we, I, well, okay, so let's go there on your show. And I never had a chance to tell you this. I had said, I usually don't do mediumship readings if I'm going to do readings. Okay. And the reason why is sometimes it takes me a little bit longer to connect. And plus they're very personal and um, mediumship readings take longer to do. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I was honored that AJ had asked me to join them. I think it was Friday on his show. So I did. And I said that to everybody, I, I, I don't do them, but anything else in my usual, the more specific you can be with spirit, the more specific spirit can be with you. First yep. question, mediumship question. So I didn't say it out loud. And I say uh, for those of the same very clear audience, so I can hear spirit, I don't hear voices. I, it's in the mind's eye, like AJ had mentioned earlier. 
So as I'm listening, and I was hearing what they were saying, but I'm saying to spirit, okay, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> and I just hear a little giggle because I told you I have one of my guys has a really good sense of humor. Yep. And so I say, okay, I guess we're doing this. And it ended up turning out very well. But I, did, I may have said this in a voice message I may not have. What it showed me was, and sometimes spirit will push you, when they know you're able to, was that obviously then I'm able to, and I don't come from a place of ego saying this. It proved to me, I guess I had convinced myself that it would be more, too difficult and too long to be able to connect with some, you know, from the other side. Yeah. And that didn't happen. So I think that that's why I was given that little, little push to do it. Yeah. And like I say, I'm not saying I'm so perfect or me. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying was I made it clear I didn't want to do this. Yeah. And everybody that connected had asked something about their loved ones. So it's a funny way spirit works, isn't it? Uh, always. I mean, mm -hmm. tell you what, like I said, the minute I started seeing the synchronicities, I started journaling them, writing them down. I'll write my dreams down. I mean, I just had a dream last night with my father in it. My father passed away in 2020 with the family members. Um, and he was gone for most of my life. So it was amazing, too get to have 12 years with him before he passed away in 2020 and uh, we were like best friends. And so getting to see him in my dreams and get visitations like that has been amazing. So yeah, spirit is very unexpected always. But your loved ones, I believe will connect. And, and the easiest way we were talking about this on your show is I think when we're sleeping because we're, we're, we're more wide, not wide awake, open that we don't have the logical mind sitting there saying, this is all my imagination. This isn't really happening. No, yeah. you, you know what it is, right? Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So, <laughs> so your, what happened to that house? Like, did you guys have it cleared or did somebody else buy it or? Someone else bought it. And the, the crazy part about it was this family from Jersey bought it and they, they gave it to their daughters who, um, or their daughter who had her friends move in because we lived right next to Quinnipiac uh, College. Mm -hmm. So they would literally, like, I guess it would be easy for them to live there and travel to campus for their medical um, degree and stuff and probably right. Um, So, yeah, and I've actually went back there and they said they haven't had any experiences. So That I'm happens. Yeah, no, I'm glad to hear that, mm -hmm. but that means I hope it didn't follow me, you know? Well, you know what? The other thing I've kind of learned is once something dark knows who you are it's like it doesn't forget you like you must i don't know if you've run into something that knows your name say demonic and then you go to an investigation and it already knows you're coming it already knows too many times mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know i used to do i used to do full investigations all the time and do residential cases and stuff like that now I just focus on like how Steve-O does and Kelly does. We focus on spirit communication, as you know. And uh, I like using those devices because some of the things that come through, you know it's not radio, especially if you're getting swore at or if you're just having something. <laughs> Even if it's something negative like that, I won't leave it on the box on for too long if it's something negative. But I will capture evidence, whereas if I get a swear or something like my dad, my dad will talk to me how he did in life. Yeah. And he swears. But it's crazy to hear because... You know, like, well, for example, I have a I have a video on my YouTube and next time I'll have to uh, give you the link to show it. Well, we'll share it after and I'll upload it on the, the oh. banner as well so people can can go there. You just send me the link and I'll put it up for you. 
All right. Sounds good. Thank you. So um, basically what happened is I'm it's Christmas of this past year and we had prime rib for our main course. We had four courses. Our main course was prime rib. We're just Italian family, you know, so my, mm -hmm. my over my cousin's house, I didn't go, but mm -hmm. I knew they were having prime rib for the, for the main course. And I knew that that was my grandmother and father's favorite. So I said to them, I said, grandma, grandma and dad, I said, if you were at Anna's for Christmas and spirit is always there with us during these times, absolutely. Mm -hmm. What was the main course that we had? And through the PSB seven spirit box, you hear prime rib and it was clear as mm -hmm. most electronic sounding voice ever, which you knew it was not radio at all. Cause there was nothing coming through before it. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely incredible. Absolutely. I don't doubt it. Now um, I will tell you that Dal is still a complete skeptic after being thrown 15 feet across the kitchen, um, all kinds of stuff. And him and I get into some pretty heated arguments about spirit <laughs> communication because he, he doesn't make fun of what I do in any way. He does respect it, but he is very logical about things. But let's put it this way, AJ, I never thought I would ever have a conversation with him about fairies. He is now open to that. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I think fairies are dancing around all over the place. That's not what I'm saying. No, but yeah. he's been, no, I meant for our listeners. So our, our, um, he started looking into little people. And that is a big thing with First Nations Indigenous people, mainly in North America. Yeah. He is convinced we have a little guy here. He even told me, he's probably going to kill me for telling this, but he told me about a dream, what it looked like. And I will tell you this, that dog there, and I have pictures of this too. So they don't forget you. I don't have the same kind of activity that I had in the old house. But oh, yeah. that dog, will, my shepherd, will go nuts. Like she's tracking something and wow. circles and circles and circles and circles and circles. And she keeps running behind one chair. So I thought, okay, that's it. I'm taking pictures. There is something in there looks like a little little critter some people think it might be a cat some people think i don't know what it is but little things go missing little things like that mm -hmm. what are the names of them though because i just actually read something about them uh the little people yeah like what i don't know what they use for um maybe somebody in the chat might know i don't know because it depends on what tribe right what they'll call them yeah yeah true yeah yeah you're right mm -hmm. I in Mexico that I've heard before that I've seen videos of. Okay, so let's talk about that for a sec. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Okay. So have you noticed this? Like when you see different videos from around the world that there seems to be a certain type of looking entity. Like for example, yeah. um, Nuke's top five, I'd like to watch that because he's a bit of a skeptic and he doesn't tell you what to think. But like say always over in Japan, Mm -hmm. It always looks like the girl from the ring. It does. I'm sorry, but it does. It does. Um, You're right. You're absolutely right. Always. Um, you go to South America and you see these. Uh, I've seen lots of things that you could maybe be classified as a rake. Mm -hmm. Or um, I haven't really seen chupacabra type things, but you've heard about it. Yep. But why do you think that happens? Like, Do you think it's a tulpa? Like people collectively thinking you know, of it or what's your thoughts on that i honestly think that that's possible see when i work with my guys i always tell them to talk to me about like in a science type way mm -hmm. and i believe that our thoughts have so much power to them that we can manifest these oh, things. absolutely 
I believe that these demons that people are all demon, you know, talk about. I'm, I really truly believe from what my, what my guys have told me that their thought forms that over thousands of years of our fear and everything that we've created these thought forms. And now they're so powerful that they cannot be destroyed because, you know, we would have to be destroyed for, you know, type, type of creating if that kind of makes sense, you know, to some It people. does make sense because this, you know, let's take the law of attraction, for example. There you go. Yes. And when seek, the secret came out, the book and then the movie, like it was this phenomena. People were going crazy. That's when my activity started was back when the book came out. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you, there was like this collective disappointment because it sounded like it was going to magically work and people couldn't figure out why it wouldn't work. Yes. Now you get people redoing the law of attraction because I do believe we're in a manifestation type planet that everything's energy, including our thoughts, words, and emotions. So I believe that. But now they're sort of starting to realize that you have to, it's almost like you've got to imagine that it's, it, it's already yours and attach a really positive emotion with it. But the one thing I have noticed, and I've done this with a few very close friends, we didn't plan it, but you start hoping to manifest something or bring something into your life small. And then as you start to notice it and you collectively start to do it more and more, it seems like it happens with more and more frequency. So I agree with you. We're going totally, back to the paranormal. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. You know, I have friends that are like, oh, you know, I don't think that thoughts are, you know, I don't think thoughts are energy and stuff like that. And I say to them, well, have you ever had racing thoughts before where you're mentally exhausted? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, that's because all that energy you're becoming mentally exhausted from exuding all of that energy. Mm -hmm. I thought about it and I, I'm very into neuroscience and stuff. I went <laughs> down the rabbit hole of all types of sciences and theologies. Um, I love all religions. I'm not just a Christian, mm -hmm. but um, I tell you, like, I, I, I love studying all that stuff because it's so true. And I truly believe that we are manifesting our reality. And I truly mm -hmm. have the power to bring things negative and positive into our lives, whichever we do it. I mm -hmm. mean, if you sit there and you say, Oh, when it rains, it pours and you constantly talk negative. And then yeah. one thing after another, after another, of course, it's going to pour, you know, I mean, it's, but it's hard to get out of that negative thinking because your, your surroundings and growing up are always that way. I mean, it's always, we're always taught to think that way in mm -hmm. default. Well, we are, and I do some mentoring and teaching with people. I'm not the be all to the end all. Like the first thing I will tell people is, work with many different mentors because I tell you I really believe you can learn something from different from other people and then you take sort of what resonates and you, you make it your own right yeah. and so I think it's important to work with different people but when you go back I always like to go to kind of a science base too right and the law of energy can't yeah. be created nor destroyed but it can be transferred from one place to another but we as a human body are nothing but energy. We're made up of all kinds of little atoms and protons and neutrons. And I, I mean, you name it, right? Yeah. So why would our words and our thoughts and our emotions not be powerful? We've all been angry before. I mean, I believe some of us can even be telekinetic with the amount of anger that we have and we just don't realize it. You know what I say to people? I say, if you look online right now, if you Google how much each cell gives off, one individual mm -hmm. cell gives off 0 0.0075 volts, mm -hmm. I believe it is. And if that's the case, that means we have trillions and trillions of cells in our bodies. Mm -hmm. So that means that we're a walking power plant. 
So who's to say that we don't have enough energy? And then when I get people that say, well, you know, hi, what do you mean energy? And I say to them, well, listen, God, source energy, that is the same energy that we're created by, that we're the extension of, that is the creation of worlds. The energy that creates worlds is inside of us. So why can't we trust our reality? I agree wholeheartedly. And the thing is, right, you're so right about this. We've never been taught to to look at these things. And part of what I do when I'm doing teaching is, and I really believe this, as human beings, I think we are so much more, more, more powerful and capable of things that we have been told was never possible. And it is possible and more. And you can even go back to a placebo, a placebo, right? Like you've heard those drug studies where they'll give people sugar pills and tell them it's supposed to cure cancer or it's supposed to do whatever. And people that believe in it, you see miraculous things happen. And it's been done time and again. So it's not like it was a fluke. And many more things like that proving the power. The doctor, I think it is, um, Amoto, I think it is from Japan, taking water and having little kids at a school go by and say awful things to the water and then beautiful yeah. loving things yeah how do you explain that yeah exactly mm-hmm. and we are made up of what 70 percent water mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. but my point is like exactly i agree 100 with you so when it get comes to the paranormal and i always say for myself anyways i don't think i'm ever going to know all the answers till and i call it going back home transitioning oh. back home myself yeah. but you think about this right like i think that we have the power to create negative as well including you know like i said a tulpa because collectively or like what about slender man that was written in a creepy pasta as a fictional horror story people are getting slender man on on video and experiences with this how does that happen yeah, I mean, I tell you what, I believe that we can manifest for sure. And I believe we're so much more powerful than we even know. Mm-hmm. And are waking up all as a collective because can you imagine, you know, they did a study, right? They did a study that 0.1% of people in this town started to meditate and um, focus and manifest this one thing about positive um, affirmations about the area, right? Mm-hmm. dropped by so much certain things dropped by so much and they said if just 0.1 percent of the population of the entire say canada or united states were to just get together and just just 0.1 percent and they collectively started to think about positive stuff and all this we would manifest such a greater future than what we have right now and i truly believe that i tr- I, I think that we were all raised not to know this kind of stuff And when we, like, I agree with you, the more people that collectively do this, I have a good friend that comes on here often on Augie Nost. He has his own show called Broadcast Team Alpha. And he runs something on Sundays, Mondays, and Wednesdays. It's free of charge. You just have to, and I'll put the email out there and you can tell them that you heard on Laura Laura Lee's show, but you write to the mastermindconnection at gmail.com and you say you'd like to be a part of it, you can go and they focus, they do some teaching and things, but Augie's theory is with the mastermind that when one, actually two or more minds are focused on the same thing, you create the the energy and the brain power, if you will, um, basically 
how do I want to put it? Like, say you have 10 minds in the room, you harness the brain power of 100 minds. And when he told me that, I go, how do you get to 100 from 10? 10 times 10. So one person talks to 10. You know what I mean? Like, all, all of them end up talking. And you know we're what? all focused on the same things. It's powerful. Well, you know what's funny is that even in the Bible itself, it says when two or more gather, he is there in his name. So imagine if that's what it's talking about. When mm -hmm. two or more gather, when two or more, say, brains are put together, when two or more mm -hmm. collective energies are put together. I believe that when I believe that all the the religion and the theology that we have been given, I believe that they have hidden meanings because they're written in parables, obviously, a lot of them. And I believe that this is what they're talking about, how powerful we truly are and mm -hmm. about God and about God in a way that's in their terms with symbolism, but we're thinking about it in a different way. And I think we need to wake up collectively to really harness this power because we are so powerful and we can manifest such amazing futures for ourselves. I truly I I agree. And that's what I've been saying, especially over the last almost three plus years, if we could just put our differences aside and agree to disagree even. But again, you know, all connect collectively the incredible things that we could do. Now, I do want to read Carrie's comment here. She said, I have been telekinetic from anger. So suppressed my power, ungrounded myself as a kid to be safe and keep others safe. Dealing with that shadow and fear of power, misuse and integrating in balancing shadow now. So I'm grounded in using power in the best way. And then sure. she added, yes, I believe it's exactly what religions talk about. Yes, but I, th I think that we all, like, obviously you're very aware of that. And there are people that have the kind of power that you, you're talking about here, Carrie. And you're right, you have to be careful with it because... I don't know if you've heard of Lynn. I always forget his last name. Um, he was part of um, the U.S. Uh, military remote viewing team. Oh, and no. he they actually based, I think it's George Clooney's character on the movie, The Men That Stare at Goats. That oh. was actually, okay. He's still alive and he still teaches people remote viewing. He teaches it, I believe her name is Lori Williams, and they teach it, they have a free master class and stuff. But I've watched a lot of his videos, and he has talked about a lot about what Carrie was talking about. Like he cannot get angry because if he does, like he said, he has room, ruined whole rooms full of computers, like street lights blowing out the whole bit. Mm -hmm. So See, it that's can happen. That right there is the energy of us. We're mm -hmm. strong. And I, and I think that it's kind of scary how strong we may be. Well, I, I guess it is, but I guess it depends how we use it, right? With, so, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> fortunately. <laughs> it's true. But no, 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 absolutely. I, I mean, it's beautifully, it's beautifully mm -hmm. scary. You know, it's beautifully scary to see how, how powerful that I think we truly are inside, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, the, I can't even imagine Carrie, or, and your name is Carrie. Yeah, she said being mean Carrie and looking like Sissy Spacek um, as a girl uh, was interesting. And for those of you that may never have seen that movie, there was a remake. There was a horror movie with Sissy Spacek called Carrie, and she was powerful. Yeah. Um, I believe she probably was telekinetic and many other things. Or the Drew Barrymore movie. Do you remember that one as a little yeah. girl fire starter? Mm -hmm. I think there are people out there like that. So when you look at, 
because I can almost hear people collectively thinking, well, why would we ever create something like demons, like, or negative thoughts? Like, I don't think anybody purposely goes out and tries to create, you would hope, something oh. demonic. But what's your thoughts on that? Like, what? I sort think, of touch on that. I think it's because, okay, so just like how we think of negative stuff all day, our default goes to negative. Mm-hmm. I think it, if you hold it, like, okay, Abraham Hicks, if you're very familiar, I don't know if the viewers. I'm very familiar, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I figured, yeah. I don't know if the viewers are familiar with Abraham Hicks. Well, Abraham Hicks, she talks about, um, this entity talks about how whatever we're thinking upon, like our thoughts for a 17 second thought will bring another thought of the same caliber. So if you're sitting in your car and you're daydreaming and it's not something positive, whether it's something you're fearing, worrying, whatever, you're now going to bring that to pass. And I believe that that has a huge impact in it. And I think we just need to be more conscious of our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's where I think that practice of mindfulness comes in. Right. And so sometimes I do shows on this. So what I suggest to people is, you know, you're working all day long, but we don't realize thoughts that are going by in our head, like you said, but especially when we're really concentrating or we're working hard on something, because I always say our own inner voices, we are the worst to ourselves than what most bullies would ever say to us or be to us, right? 100%. So you can, depends how your day runs, but you, you know, maybe you take a bathroom break or coffee break, or maybe you just set your alarm throughout the day silently to remind you to stop and think, what was I just thinking? Because I always like to give people tools to use as well, because just because we may think of negative um, stuff, we can stop and we can correct that thought, right? And try and be more mindful. becomes a habit eventually if we keep being mindful of what we're thinking and saying, right? Yep, absolutely. I mean, I surrounded myself with uh, tapes of self-help type stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. I did all types of stuff to try and get my mind... Um, in a more positive place, but I, I still, you know, I still get find myself in negative, you know, thoughts. And There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Let me talk about angel numbers real quick. One angel number that always follows me is one 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 or one 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 one, and a lot of those things that every time I look up is like saying that I'm I need to be aware of my thoughts because I'm manifesting into my reality, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself like, whoop, well, you know what? That reminds me right there. So a uh, spirit does a really good job of reminding me when I'm really deep in my negative, uh, negative default. Mm-hmm. Mind, let me tell you. Yeah, but you know what? That's okay too. Cause I think we have to give ourselves grace. Like we are human well, and not making an excuse, but let's face it. Not my, I always, and I've said this many times, my days are not full of rainbows and unicorn poop and love and light. It, I mean, we live a normal life. Life happens, right? But you got to do the best that you can with with the way it is in the moment because the other thing i i've often said i really believe in is all we have is now yes that's already in the past that word can i change can i take back that word now no all i can do is move forward right and live in the moment and again that's why when we started the show and we were talking and i really do believe this we have to embrace it all because even when we make mistakes even when we go through adversity even when we have hard times I think that that's when we really have the opportunity to learn because think about it when things are beautiful and amazing, maybe we're in the honeymoon phase of a relationship, you know, how many of us have said, oh my God, I wish this could go on forever. I never want it to change, right? Because we're happy. Things are great. It's when things are more negative or, or we go through difficult things. I think we're faced with an opportunity and a choice. We can stay within that 
that energy and stay mired down and beat ourselves up or whatever. Or we can choose, like you've shared a, a really empowering story of where you were and what you've done with this. Like you, you've shared, you've listened, you try to be mindful of your thoughts. You were listening to some self-help tapes and, and what you've done with it. And everybody has the opportunity, maybe not to follow your path, what you're doing, but whatever may help them feel their best self in that moment. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that was actually the reason why I, I really focused on the whole spirit communication because I wanted to learn more from spirit about how I can harness this power that we have, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, harness it better. Because I, like I said, I didn't have a teacher, and that's why I'm so happy that we connected because now I have so mm-hmm. many questions to ask you and bother you with all week long. You're not bothering me. I get all kinds of questions. And uh, we're going to give Kelly a shout out again, because I was so curious. I forget what I was doing. And Kelly, it came up in my notifications on Facebook. She had tagged me in something. I think I might have been on Dell's podcast. I forgot to turn my notifications off and it came up and I'm going, I got to make a mental note. Like, why would my name come up on this podcast? I don't know who this is. Uh (laughs) And then I listened and I loved what you and Robin were saying. And I think you guys were talking Weren't you talking about that you thought maybe some there was like an attachment or there was something and you got into about energy protection and stuff? Yeah. So mm-hmm. my guess is uh, talking with the source mm-hmm. and the international podcast that I have Steve-O, which is Kelly Hopkins' husband on it, and Kelly as well when she comes on. Um, I also have Robin, who is from the UK. I have my buddy Raymond Newson, who's from Kentucky. And I have Todd Sylvia, who's from Relatively Paranormal, who's okay. from and um basically we were talking about a spirit attachment that happened in this probation office i went to go pick up some paperwork one day and this building that i was at um was very old and i didn't think too much of it but as i was leaving something made me think in my head i hope nothing follows me home and i don't know why i thought that because it wasn't like i was out investigating it was the middle of the morning i mean it was just i don't even know why it came into my mind but i should have known listen to spirit listen to myself Um, but I didn't. And I came home and I started to feel like I had a thousand pounds on me. My back started bothering me more. Um, I didn't want to get up. I just wanted to lay down. Then when I wanted to lay down, I wanted to get up because my anxiety started going crazy. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, I know ever feel like this. This is weird. And all of a sudden I started talking to Robin and uh, his wife's like, you know, you need to go and uh, sage yourself. Maybe you got something from that building. And then it reminded me what I thought when I was leaving the building. I immediately staged myself, did a clearing of myself, and all of a sudden it was like I saw in my mind's eye something unlatch itself from me, and mm-hmm. it was this thing ever. The weirdest thing ever. I live in a house that's very active. Mm-hmm. Like right before this, right, I was actually I was trying to fall asleep to get a, a little nap in before I came mm-hmm. on the show. And I had a, a dream, I guess you would say, where I felt like somebody ran and jumped and latched themselves onto me, onto my bed, to the point where I woke up and jumped out, and I felt like something hit my head, like someone's face hit my head and grabbed me, and I freaked out, but I've had so many instances in this house. I mean, I've had a little kid come. His name was Ethan. We caught him on camera um, talking through the box and stuff, saying his name and how he was five years old and uh some crazy stuff but we have a lot of people on in our show because of uh you know we want to bring that collective in and have this discussion because the more we can discuss things and have theories maybe we could find those answers that we're hoping to get right well i was i agree with you i wasn't going to say anything because i was wondering if you had activity 
but it yep. was about a half hour ago. I, I didn't say anything because I thought, okay, maybe I imagined it. I heard a woman's voice come over on my end. Now, I don't know if it came from your house or mine. It might have been my nieces upstairs because they're running around. It was an adult woman's voice. Oh, I don't okay. know what she no. said, but it was. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, no, no, there's no adult women in my house right now. Mm -hmm. It was an adult woman's voice. Um, it was just like it was like a partial word or something. I believe it was about a half hour ago. Normally, I'm really good if I think I hear an EVP, I mark it. But we were talking about something and I just I, I talked myself out of it because I thought, oh, maybe because we're talking about the paranormal. But I did hear it. We'll see if anybody maybe somebody in the chat might have heard it, too. But um, it wasn't like a full sentence. It was like it was almost like she was saying something and it cut off. But it was an adult woman. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate you, Steve. I just saw that. That's just 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 saw that. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Well, well, we'll see because I can tell you. Um, no, we don't do a lot of podcasts together anymore. But Seraphine and I used to do quite a bit. She comes like she collects haunted items from exorcists and things like that. Like she works with the dark of the dark of the dark. And I would be more of the light and we meet in the middle. We did a lot of paranormal work together. I can't tell you the amount of PV, um, EVPs her and I have had come through. We've been on two networks together. We've had all kinds of stuff on shows and some of them not very radio friendly, I will tell you. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, anyway, mm -hmm. I got to watch this back now because now you got me intrigued. I just heard, I know you didn't hear it. I don't think I heard it. I think it, I wish I had marked it because usually if I notice something like that, I'll mark it in my mind at what minute it's at. But I yeah. think it was about a half hour ago. Okay. And it was while you were speaking and it sounded just like about half to about three quarters. I, I don't even know what they were saying, but it was definitely a female voice. Wow. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that was from, I mean, it had to be from my end most likely, unless it was from your end, but I don't know. I have had, like when you mentioned about something almost jumping like you said, it felt like jumping on you. Yeah. When we moved in here. It was a female too. That was the funny part. It was a female that I felt. So that's weird that you said that. Okay. Because when we were, uh, we moved in here, the first thing that happened, like we have not had activity, anything close, like what we did at the other house. Okay. But for example, Del and I were putting something together in the hallway and the dog was still a puppy. She wasn't even a year old. And she had this toy that she loved. It was about this big floppy floppy legs there's no way on god's green earth that thing could have stood up i swear to god to you while we're standing there i go did you just see that toy he goes stand up take two steps and flip flop over it did oh my gosh and then it was the first christmas i remember del i always teasing yeah if it happens to you it's like it happened it happened anybody else and you've got to debunk it but anyways he came running in the house and he went, oh my God, something just jumped on my back. And he came and found me. And I remember saying to him, well, what the heck did you bring it in the house for? Get your butt out there and tell it to leave. Uh, <laughs> I, I swear to God. So, and then now, like I told you about the fairy stuff, he is convinced we have a little person here because... Like, for example, he couldn't find his wallet. He looked 
everywhere. He looked, tore stuff apart. He knew where he had it. He checked this one spot downstairs where he keeps a lot of his stuff and he has a toolbox and he keeps it right on top. Checked it four times, went back the fifth time, sitting right on top of the pile, perfectly like it had been placed. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. too, that is too funny. Now they're messing with him because they, because they know he knows. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, he, they know he knows he, he's, um, he's, well, my kids have gifts and so does he that they, they use. But the thing is, don't you kind of find too, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts so that like you said, you kind of tend to find people that are doing sort of the same things you are or connecting in the same way. Have you found that as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the first person that I found in this paranormal field was Steve-O and his wife. Yeah. Uh, so I found them in 2014, actually, right before I went away to rehab in 2016. So mm -hmm. uh, it was pretty, uh, pretty cool. He was the first friend that I had. And, um, you know, he taught me a lot of things about spirit communication. And then uh, it just intrigued me so much. Like I said, learning about frequency, energy and vibration, um, you know, and, and just going that route and trying to create new new things for them to speak through and mm -hmm. stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I've connected with certain people like Robin, um, my buddy, John Keyword, I mean, of mm -hmm. Jake Seven. So, I mean, there's a lot of people. That's the one thing that I like is para unity. But unfortunately, it's not super big in the paranormal field, unfortunately. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Everybody, I always say I appreciate that they've put TV shows out there because it's opened the discussion up a lot more than what it was, but it's also created a lot of animosity because everybody thinks they're going to be the next, we'll say, GA. And if you're a fan of paranormal shows, it was one of the bigger shows that people are usually familiar with. And I, I find you run into a lot of that instead of trying to work together. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, you're not going to be the next sack. You're not mm -hmm. going to be like, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity that they got. Not saying it can't happen. Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to be arrogant about it. I don't think spirit's going to allow it to happen is what I think. Well, yeah. Plus I can tell you from having been on a so-called reality tv show with paranormal survivor and i don't say this being ungrateful i'm very grateful they shared our story and most of you that have been here on the show before you know i've talked about it many times but those just listening for the first time it's season four episode nine and it's called demonic hauntings and i'm very very grateful they shared our story but they interviewed us for six hours we had no say in what was put on the episode we had no the first time somebody sees it, for example, that's how we saw it. We had no idea. But I can tell you that the only thing that really happened the way they showed it was the last part of the episode. Um, they took complete artistic license. And I understand they have a story to tell and they've just got a small amount of time to do so. So... Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not saying anything negative against any shows out there. All I'm saying is they've got a story to tell. Right? Of, course, of course. Well, you know what's funny? I had a production company tell me, and I had a, a, a friend of mine who worked with Travel Channel, and he said to me, he goes, him and another production company said to me, it's 50% paranormal investigating, 50% entertainment, and people have to understand that. The 50% entertainment is because they have to put a, get together a 45 yeah. 
story and you just have to do that. It's television. And I think people don't realize that, you know, there's a lot that goes into making an actual ghost show like, uh, you know, GAC or, um, you know, ghost hunters and all this stuff. I mean, great shows. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, you're not just going to do it being on YouTube. You can, but it's going to take you a lot, a lot of, yeah, but paranormal we're dealing with, you know, separate entities that are not trained monkeys so they're not going to do like you could go to a notoriously haunted place and yeah. nothing happen well you got a weekly show yeah i mean yeah i guess you could show that but people are there to get scared they want to be scared they want to hear about this stuff they get excited about it so um i really appreciate like i know and again i don't necessarily agree with everything you do but i've been watching shows on youtube like the paranormal files because yeah. i like that they have vowed they're going to show you the real thing of ghost hunting it's kind of like stakeouts with the police right on tv it looks like something always happens you don't get to see that they might sit there for a week and have nothing to do it's bored well they do have something to do they got to keep watching but yeah. like all the bad side of it you just get to see the entertainment value right exactly mm -hmm. part about it is like you know i love like people always say oh you know i just wish they would make this show so much better that they would make it more real but i'm like okay well then go sit and watch a youtube channel that does it oh no that's boring well but that's what that's real reality <laughs> yeah it is it's not edited it's not nothing it's you walking into these places spending seven eight maybe 12 hours hoping to get one piece of evidence and then all the review like what you guys have to do with the evidence oh don't even get me started mm -hmm. i did when i went to montana state prison right i sh i sent you that picture and um i had four 4k uh, cameras and i to go there for like almost almost 12 hours about nine ten hours to review four cameras it, it equaled oh. out that it was like over 40 it was like 400 hours it was retarded yep. just yep. Un, un, totally unreal and i was like oh i hate this but i tell you what it was worth every minute but it took forever to make two videos out of it so far I and I meant to I meant to upload that and I forgot guys I'll try oh. and no but it was a cool picture because we'll tell people we don't want to leave them hanging what was in oh. there so that they'll see so, it eventually that was during our daytime walk I'll have her put it up for you guys the viewers um on her Facebook but basically it's a picture of a dentist room and to the right side of the picture there's a wooden chair with a wooden table where like a nurse or a doctor would write stuff down um do notes or whatever it would be in this old montana state jail that was on ghost adventures ghost hunters all these famous mm -hmm. shows and i took this picture during our daytime walk and i took multiple pictures of this room but this one picture you could see this mist and it actually kind of looks like a nurse in a dress it right? does yeah i mean mm -hmm. it's wild and the craziest part about it was is that our our medium who did a read on the pictures that i sent her of the place before we went said that we would have a nurse show up to signify that she was there to help us cross some of these spirits over that were trapped because that's something that i i vow to do at any place that i go to i want to help well, i want to talk about that you know why because i have run into many people within the paranormal that work with teams that exactly want to be able to offer the opportunity to say somebody that's earthbound or whatever it may be they're yeah. not able to find their way out to be able to cross them over and they've been kicked off of the paranormal teams because they keep people will say to them 
even Quit crossing people over. There's not going to be anything to investigate. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay. So my thought on that whole thing is right. This being, if there's a being that's trapped somewhere, just because it's trapped somewhere, it's not that it doesn't want to be at that place. Okay. It doesn't want to be trapped at that place. It's not like it's not going to go back there because it has memory there. It has energy there. It's going to be able to go back there, but it wants to be able to travel back and forth on its own free will. It doesn't want to be trapped there like an animal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we went to Montana State Prison, they told us not to cross anybody over, not to bring a yeah. Ouija not to bring cross, like all this stupid stuff. And I, I said to the lady at the end of the night, I told her straight out, no, I crossed this person over and I crossed this one over because what if it was your grandmother? What if it was your mm-hmm. aunt or uncle? You would not want them to be trapped. So I don't think that these spirits technically, um, once you release them, I don't believe that they're never going to come back. I just believe mm-hmm. they don't want to be trapped and told that they have to be there. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you because, you know, what I found with working with a medium that a lot of reasons why people are earthbound, there's lots of different reasons, but I think the worst is for somebody that say they've, they've unalived themselves since we're on YouTube. We've got to be careful with that word. Oh, but, yeah. the, but the point is because of religious dogma, they're afraid of what may wait, await them in the afterlife. Oh. Please. So, yes, yeah, sometimes people need some help. And again, I think you're right about that, AJ, that if they've got memory there or whatever it may be, because we can be in a bajillion different places on the other side at once. So, you know, it doesn't mean that somebody maybe isn't going to come there, but to be able to feel like you're trapped and you can't leave, I, I agree with you. I, would, I wouldn't I would be able to do this without at least, yeah. you know, being able to try and help. So I commend you for doing that because a lot of people seem to feel that if you, if you cross people over, there'll be nothing left to investigate. That's a pretty humanistic, selfish kind of view, I feel, at least. I- And I think that exactly what you said, you know how you said the spirits have that, you know, the fear of the dogma and stuff like that. Well, what's funny is most of the things, especially at Montana State Prison, that was most of the reason why these spirits didn't want to cross over. They were so terrified that they were going to be Mm -hmm. judged in such a wrong way. That's what they believed in that they're, you know, that God was going to do. And I can tell you right now from my experience of passing over, that is not what it is. Mm -hmm. God God is so much more than what anyone can even describe. We're thinking so humanistic. We need to stop thinking that way. And we need to think broader and bigger, like supernatural. That's why it's called supernatural, you know? But I had a friend once describe with a near-death experience that there isn't a word again, like we talked about the colors at the beginning of the show, to even begin to describe the intensity and what you experience. But also the love on that side, like love is just such a small word. Like she said, it's literally like a love soup. Like you can't separate, you just can't, there's not words to explain it. So it's not like what we experience here on earth here. Like you said, a love soup, it's like a blanket that goes over you. And you just, Mm -hmm. the love that is more love than your first love. It's Mm -hmm. more love than a mother's love. It's more love than a father's love, excuse me. It's more love than anything you can imagine here on earth. It's more love than an animal can give you. But an animal is the closest thing that you'll get to the love of the other side, in my Unconditional opinion. Unconditional love. Yeah. Unconditional love. And and so, 
Yes. And that's, you know, like I always, I've said this many times on this show. Um, if people feel like they, you know, they need a religion or whatever they need, I, it's not my job to judge about anything. But for me, like I was raised Roman Catholic. I was forced to go to Catholic school. I was forced to go to church every Sunday. Yeah. And, you know, and when I start to talk about this, I get people that'll say, well, you have, you had all those experiences because you don't have a belief in a higher power. Well, you don't know what I believe just yeah. because I, this is my theory and I, and it's just my theory. I don't expect anybody to believe it or what, but to me, I was always taught that God is our father and God is everywhere. And I've always said, I've never needed to go to a special building one time a week for an hour or two to visit with my father, especially okay. if he's everywhere. Yes. No, I don't. <laughs> You know what? I think that that's because of our humanistic. Hmm. We believe because we have to go somewhere because it puts us in that mindset. But if you could mm -hmm. put yourself in that mindset wherever. Anytime. You, yeah, anytime. You could mm -hmm. still connect because that's exactly what mediums do. They connect mm -hmm. with just like yourself. You connect with spirit everywhere, all the time, whenever they mm -hmm. come through. So why can't you do that with the one in source, the God, the one that mm -hmm. we call main? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. makes me, yeah. It makes me wonder, you know? It, I know. You know what? We are almost out of time. I told you this was going to go by quick. I told you you didn't have to be nervous. I love this I, conversation. I love the comments people well, made in the chat. Me too. Me too. <laughs> You're going to have to come back on. That's all. And talk more about this. And we'll, we'll show some clips next time too. Yes. Because we meant to. And then I was telling you, I had it. Mondays are my crazy day. And I, I don't say it to exaggerate. It really is. And by the time my show gets here, it's like, oh my gosh, where did the day go? Like it is gone. <laughs> I, know. I know. That's how I felt today. I was like, the time has just flown by. So, um, AG, tell people like about your YouTube channel, your podcast, when it is, where people can find you the whole bit, please. So, um, for the YouTube channel, you can check out Coventry Circle Paranormal. Um, it's on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can also check out, um, on, on my YouTube, I should say, I have all my communication videos. Um, I have everything that you could see from portal stuff to spirit box, like PSB seven to Montana state prison. And then also we have, um, talking with the source, which is my show. It's normally on Sundays at two, but we also have it multiple days. Like we have a show tomorrow where we're having Jesse Marcel on the third, who is actually the grandson of the famous picture of the military man holding the flying saucer material. Um, pretty cool. Um, the Roswell incident. I'll have so, to tune into that one. It's going to be cool. So um, hopefully Hi, you guys. Hi, Julia. But yeah, check uh, Talking with the Source out on Facebook. And uh, Laura Lee, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate you. Well, thank you so much. Like I said, you'll see more of AJ here because we've had so much in common and to talk about. And I, I want to thank you all for being here, all your great comments, joining Thanks. in the conversation. i got a few things to add before we deck out. First of all, if you ever want to get a hold of me, want to book a reading, healing session, I do mentoring. Also, maybe you've got a show idea or a guest idea, feel free to reach out to me on facebook.com forward slash angel rock. I also have two groups on Facebook, Paranormal University for all things paranormal. And then I have the Angel Rocker Tribe for more of the sort of esoteric spiritual things we even touched on tonight. Next week, Canadian Thanksgiving. I don't know why we do not have Thanksgiving the same as in the U.S. I wish we did, but we don't. I'm but jealous. I, 
I have a big treat for you. Very good friend of mine. Now, unless the schedules collide, but she's booked. We're going to have Heidi Hollis on here next Monday talking hopefully about shadow people, hat men, all kinds of stuff like that. Because we're booking all things paranormal this month for you guys because we are you know what we might as well take advantage of the spooky month october has started now other thing and she's in the chat here julia syracuse her and philip syracuse are coming up next with the horsefly chronicles and guess who their guest is hey i don't know so we're going to have more paranormal to talk about so hang in there guys we will be on very shortly aj again thank you so so much for being here loved having you on and i know that we're going to do this again very soon definitely i send you all so much thanks love and light and i will see you same time same space next week hopefully um well, i don't eat that much anyways but uh, i won't be full of turkey and pumpkin pie here with canadian thanksgiving okay so we'll see you next monday guys love ya.